welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back, another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you once again. The great BJ Atarian with the intro uh, once again this week. Thomas, how's it going? Well, you know, after daylight savings, I get all messed up because it's like pitch black outside. It's not even it's not even seven o'clock. And yeah, it feels like it's nine, ten. You know. Yeah. It, I remember like the first day I got up and it was the Panthers game hadn't even started yet, and I was looking at the clock and I was like, it feels like four o'clock. Man. Right. Like, what are we doing here? But yeah, you're right about that. And um, I was on the way over here. I was thinking, man, it is going to be dark tomorrow night. Hey, I was thinking <laughs> that earlier. I was also trying to think the last time State had an 8 o'clock game after daylight savings. So you got to look yeah. for like the last three, four weeks of the season. I, none come to mind. So, you know, it's going to be a lot cooler. The, um, the last two hours of the tailgate are going to be in the dark right. too. So, um, you know, that will be interesting. State's going to go into the game. Ranked 14th in the country, which, Thomas, that was pretty shocking to me. Yeah, I was really surprised, especially from uh, the hate – not the hate, but, you know, the AP voters again at 22. And so I definitely wasn't expecting the college football playoff committee to have them all the way up to 14, but uh, that's where it was. So Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, look, I'm not going to complain, but no. I thought State would be in the 16-17 range. Same. Is that, yeah, so, um, you know, that's where I thought State would go. Um, and, but 14 gives state a much better, a much better chance, a much better chance of making a new year six. And, um, some things do have to happen though, um, for state to get there just based on the way the bowls are. Um, it's kind of unlucky for state that, uh, this year is the year where the orange bowl is in the, is in the playoff, which happens, um, to, uh, once every third year, and uh, so basically, what that means is the ACC doesn't have an automatic qualifier after the playoff. So, assuming Clemson gets in the playoff, then usually the second ACC team would have a, have be in the Orange Bowl. But since the Orange Bowl is part of the playoff, that's not the case. So, state state has to look for um, one of the three at large spots because. The Rose Bowl is going to be the Big Ten and the Pac-12. I believe it's the Sugar. Sugar Bowl is SEC and, and Big, um, Big 12. Big 12, yeah. And then the Fiesta is at large and at large. At large and at large. And then Peach is the same way. Um, and so the group of five gets one of those at large spots. So then there's three spots left. Right. It, uh, uh, someone said it's just a bad year for State, Syracuse, and Boston College to have their best years um, with the new playoff format. Just not not going to work out very well this year for the ACC. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, State's two-thirds of the way through the season. Some teams are a little farther along than that. But Syracuse and Boston College still have losses left on the schedule, which right. I think, you know, that kind of shows you they can't really be getting ahead of, our, ahead of themselves. Whereas State, I mean, obviously the team can't be getting ahead of themselves. But as fan, you look, State has a clear path to 10-2. and two. Clear right. path. Um, and so by default, like you're not going to lose any more games you would expect. So, um, then you start looking at the bowl possibilities, whereas, whereas Syracuse, they've still got Notre Dame, Boston college. Um, so you're looking at 
nine and three, eight and four if you're Syracuse. Boston College still has to play Clemson and Syracuse. Right. So, you know, they've still got games in front of them, and each team plays a team that's in the top four, so you're not really expecting them to win that game. But, I mean, if you're State, you're 14th, you just – you just came off a big win over Florida State, which I guess we should talk about, but there's nothing really to talk about. Florida State is just terrible. Um, you picked them to win. Don't forget that. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, let I you did. forget that. I I didn't expect Florida State to be a no-show two weeks in a row. That's yeah. for sure. But um, Yeah, I definitely think State, going back to the Bulls, has the best chance out of Syracuse, Boston College, and State to finish second, um, at least yeah. in the college football playoff. Now, I know Syracuse – I think they're going to beat Boston College, which means they'll finish ahead of state in conference play. You think Syracuse is? I see. I think right. Boston College think, wins that Well, game. The, it could be a toss-up. But what I'm saying is state, I think state has the best overall chance to either make the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, or then down to Orlando, the Camping World Bowl, out of those three teams. So I, I look for them to finish second either way. Yeah. I think Syracuse actually finishes 8-4 and four with a loss to Notre Dame. I just don't think Syracuse is really that good. So two two more losses. Yeah, yeah, I was saying I'm pretty sure they're going to lose to Notre Dame. Yeah. But uh, so that'll drop them back. But that's not a conference loss, so they'd still be ahead of State in conference play. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. As long as State, if State is the second team, if State is the highest ranked ACC team in the playoff rankings, then to me that means State finished second in the conference. Right. But they even though the conference standings don't necessarily, I mean, Syracuse lost to Pitt. Like, right. let's be real here. I know. And they lost. Who was their other loss to? I'm pretty sure it was Syracuse lost to Clemson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking about I was thinking they lost to non-conference game for some reason, but I mean, State and Syracuse played a toss-up game and it was that Syracuse and State had a bunch of injuries, so Syracuse won. And right. Syracuse also lost to Pitt. Both teams lost to Clemson and State. So, I what I'm saying is if State and Syracuse both both finish with two losses in the conference, which is definitely doable for both teams, and neither of them makes it to either the Fiesta Bowl or the Peach Bowl, then Syracuse goes to Orlando. Is that I'm pretty that sure. Works? But I think once you get to that point, politics become involved. That's also true, but I'm pretty sure the Orlando Bowl is straight out second place. I See, no I don't think it is. I think that might be the Citrus Bowl. Is that what you're thinking of? And the ACC doesn't go to that. No, we year. only get the Citrus Bowl if the Big Ten plays in the Orange Bowl, and it's not even on that rotation this year. So we're not getting because we had the Citrus Bowl last year. Right. I – I don't think that's how the Camping World Bowl works. You might be right. I don't, bowls are just so confusing for me. Right. The only thing I know is that there's no politics in the New Year's Six, that's so that right. makes me think NC State has a chance. That's right. So all you have to do, all you have to do if your state is get in the top twelve, and don't get screwed over politically, and right. you're in. So yeah. Some funny things just can't work out. You know, state needs probably someone in front of them to lose that's already in the top twelve. Right. Which I mean, there's four weeks left. So right. Let's be real. Yeah. There's that's a lot of football. Happen. So and you don't want anything weird to happen like Michigan drop out of the playoff and someone else sneak in. Right. Now, well, now Michigan's taking up a spot that I think was open for State. So stuff like that would be detrimental to State's top 12 hopes. I think when it comes to the Big Ten, you need either Michigan or Ohio State to make the playoff. Right. And then the other of those two would go to the Rose Bowl. Right. Because if both of those teams lose – then you're looking at one of them goes to the Rose Bowl, and then one of them likely takes another spot. Right, so Michigan needs to win out, in my opinion. I still think mm -hmm. a three-loss Ohio State team stays ahead of State in no the chance. playoff. No chance. They're 10th right now. I know. Th there's no chance. Okay, we can disagree, but yeah. So, I mean, if you're Ohio, Ohio State loses to Michigan State this week, and they would be behind State. Well, yeah, well, that's Michigan State. Not if they lose to Michigan, though, I don't think. 
I mean, LSU fell, what, four spots for losing to Alabama? Three spots? Yeah, but Alabama's number one. Well, that's right. I'm backwards, so I don't know. So it's tricky. I think the playoff committee loves Ohio State. We've seen that, so. Yeah, they do. Joe Giulio had a nice write-up of this this week. Basically, right. what you need is you need Clemson and Notre Dame in the playoff. Right. You need Michigan or Ohio State in the playoff and the other in the Rose Bowl. You need Kentucky or LSU to lose another game. Right. And you need Oklahoma and West Oklahoma, West Virginia. Basically, those two teams are going to play two weeks in a row, right. and you need the same team to win both yeah, games. Yeah, I was going to say the, the Big 12 is really tricky with Oklahoma and West Virginia playing back-to-back weeks. And if they split – then they're thinking both of them will stay in the top 12, so they're going to take up two spots. Right. But if Oklahoma can beat West Virginia twice, then I think West Virginia falls out of the top 12. So I think so. And State can jump them. So but those there, I mean, there's so many different things that can happen. Right. Like West Virginia could go to Oklahoma State and lose. Right. And then they just lose once to Oklahoma and they're out. Georgia could go to Auburn and lose. And then they go and lose to Alabama. And then, like, then they have three losses. So there's just so many things that can happen and so much chaos. Like – to me, you just have to make sure that you are not right. part of the chaos because you right. know that something wild is going to happen. You just have to make sure. It's not you. you ha- it's not you. Like, I'm not even concerned about these losses happening because it's college football. This stuff happens all the time. Right. You just have to make sure that you are able to move up and Clemson or Notre Dame, they stay in it. Yeah, if State goes 10-2 and two and at the end of the day still didn't make it, then it's not like they can say, well, we didn't try hard enough. I mean, 10-2 and two is really good. Yeah. And you just – right now you can only take care of what you can take care of, which is winning these last four games. I mean, I think so. it would be kind of disappointing this year to not make the New Year's Six. Oh, it would be at 10-2. and two, I agree. Um, not only just at 10-2, and two, but the feeling that you should have beaten Syracuse right. too. With so many teams in the top ten have got one, two losses, it would, it would feel kind of bad to be left out at two losses. So. Yeah, and here's the other one. Washington could beat Washington State and go to the Pac-12. And win that spot, and then they win. They would go to the Rose Bowl, right? And then Washington that would bump Washington State, who's eighth right now. So I think that might bump State ahead of Washington State. To me, you got you got to try to get in the top twelve. Yeah, that's the goal. And all that needs to happen for that is Syracuse loses to Notre Dame, which we expect to happen next week. Right. And then one other team loses. Kentucky plays at Tennessee this week. Right. I could see them that's losing that one. game. Right. Um, Lots of possibilities. You just you and LSU plays Texas A&M at the end of the year. So there's just there's so many things to happen, and I just think I have a hard time seeing state. All they need is like three more spots, right? You so and there's four weeks left, and you have a game every week. So just and a game that you should win by right. like three touchdowns. Eleven is a really safe place to be, especially if UCF wins out and stays in front of state, because then you don't yeah. have UCF coming from behind to jump anybody. So. 11th is a good place to be, especially if UCF wins out. Yeah. I think that's what they're aiming for. You only need a couple teams to lose. Syracuse has two two that look like could be losses on the schedule, some other teams in front of them. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of crazy that we're talking about it at this point. But, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, like I said, the biggest thing is just take care of business. And you play for just – I was going to say, I don't remember a stretch where State played four teams and this less bad? than, what, ten wins? Only nine wins over four teams? Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. Wake's the best and team State's going to play. Wake has and four of those wins. Right, <laughs> and, and State's a 17, or I think it's still 17-point favorite tomorrow night. So Yeah, yeah, I expect State to win handily tomorrow night. Um, 
here's the, I I remember we talked about this after I can't remember maybe it was last week or the week before, but State has to learn how to be the hunted. And the next four games, State is going to be the hunted. Right. Because you look at Wake Forest schedule. Do you have Wake Forest schedule pulled up? No, but they're I four and five. So their season Right. It's winding you know, down. They've got to go two and one. They've got Pitt and Duke after State, so so Wake Forest, you know, I'm not even going to try to think about who wins I don't those know. games. I don't know how the they got two. two I was about to say, I don't know how they got two Coastal games to finish the season. So who in and the world knows what's going to happen? Yeah, so I could see Wake Forest winning both of those games. But right. this is a big game for Wake Forest. Right. This is like a validation of what they've been doing. Then you go to the next week and you got Louisville. And I keep saying this, Louisville plays Kentucky, NC State, and Syracuse this weekend. On Friday night. And I'm telling you, Louisville is going to put it together one game. And I'm not saying they're going to win. Right. I'm just saying they're going to put a scare into one team. Oh, definitely. With all their, like, athleticism playmakers. And yeah. I always we said a couple weeks ago, I was like, well, you're going to be playing these bad teams and you just hope they don't have their best game when you're playing them. So. Yeah, I think it'll be Kentucky because that's a rivalry for them. Right. So that would be my guess. But that Louisville, that's like a – I don't think they've played well one time this year, and you have to think that at some point they're going to. Right. So, like, it's not a team that doesn't have any talent, like you said. So um, so that game kind of concerns me. But the, like I said, these teams are playing like this is their last game of the season right. for Chapel Hill and ECU. And, you know, Chapel Hill's not going to a bowl. ECU's not going to a bowl. They would love nothing more than to beat NC State to finish their season. That's you right. can't tell me otherwise. Yeah, State's really got to watch out for those two. I mean, uh, we've seen State do it. The few times I've been bowl eligible, I forgot what year. It was like 2009 or something when Carolina was ranked in the top 15. State only had three wins or four wins, whatever it was, and then they beat them. So stuff like that. Rivalry games take away the standings, take away the college football playoff. Like, you still have to show up and play. Yeah, you do. And Chapel Hill, the last couple of years, they haven't been good, but they've played State. They play State hard. Yep. Um, and <laughs> – I was actually talking to one player on the football team, and that was what he said. He was like, they just they just play really hard against us. And so, you know, that's going to be tough. And you always know how ECU plays right. against uh, uh, UNC Chapel Hill or NC State or Duke or whatever. So that's going to be a tough one too. But like I said, they're, let's keep it in perspective. They're all really bad. They're State all bad. could probably play their B-minus game and win every single game. That's right. But um, – that can't happen. If you're state, you got to take care of business. And in the 13 teams in front of them, I am confident that those teams will – it'll sort itself out. That's right. Um, and uh, so we'll see how that goes. Talk a little bit about the game tomorrow night before um, we get into basketball for a few minutes. Uh, so uh, Jamie Newman is going to start for Wake Forest at quarterback. Uh, their freshman quarterback, I think it's Sam Hartman is his name. He's out for the year. Um, and he had been he'd been a good player for them, um, a good freshman year. Um, so Jamie Newman uh, is probably going to get the start. And uh, so you're facing a backup quarterback on a short week, and um, to me that pretty much tells you all you need to know. You know the crowd is going to be really loud. Yep. Um, so it's going to be an awesome environment. And uh, if you're state, you just get out ahead. This one's pretty simple. This one actually concerns me the least. 
if nothing else, because it's a home game at 7 p.m. Right, a home game at night. I mean, State seems to do really well, and the very few they get um, on national TV, senior day, the the black jerseys seem to get the players excited, the fans yeah. excited, at least the students. I don't know how much about the old-timers, but... <laughs> Yeah. So uh, State's just got to take care of business, and it should be, should be, they should cover. And on top of that, Wake Forest isn't very good, no. and they never play well in Raleigh. So no. I had, I think I had State 51-31. You're so going to let Wake score that many points? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a, they play a fast offense. They're going to score some points. That's just wh- how college football is these days. You're going to score points. I think State gets a big lead, and then Wake Forest maybe scores a couple touchdowns late or something. Okay. So I'd say more like 45-21, but something around yeah. there. So And the other thing, Wake Forest defense is not good. State's going to be able to do whatever they want offensively. So I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Kelvin Harmon is going to get honored yeah. with the seniors? So I think that pretty much tells you all you need to know, which is not surprising at all. No. He should definitely go yes. um, to the NFL. He's going to be a first-round pick. State might be looking at three first-round picks in two years, which is a really, really good run um, for any team not named Alabama or Clemson. So, um, you know, he's got, what, five games left? Right. So I was thinking this during the game when State kept kicking field goals in the red zone. I was like, man, I miss Kelvin Harmon already, and Eli Drinkwitz does not. He does, he's not going to miss Kelvin Harmon just because he doesn't throw the ball to him <laughs> in the yeah. red zone. Uh, that's and funny. Uh, I, I think I complain. I don't like complaining about the coaches, but I complain about that every game just because he's so good. Like, right. you know. You don't even you can tell them what play you're running, and they guarantee you they couldn't stop it. Right, it's hard to sit on the sideline and feel like oh they could have used Harmon more and didn't yeah. use him. So yeah, I did see a stat that said if Ryan Finley throws for 840 something yards last five games, he'll catch Philip Rivers. So <laughs> for what in each game 800 and something for all time passing in the ACC. No, what 800 for yards a season a or a 800 yards a game. And then he'll oh, catch oh, him oh, in his oh, career. Oh, oh. 800 yards per game. I thought you meant 800 total yards. No. I was like, what? In, in the per game. It's pretty funny. So there you go. He might catch him. There you go. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, State wins big. I think you're right. State covers. It's going to be – State's going to be up 14 nothing before you can even blink is my guess. Right. And um, uh, so hopefully the defense will play well. Nick McLeod should be back. Hopefully Ricky Person's able to play. Um, Andreas Bryant and Shug Fraser should be back. So, well, Andreas Bryant, he they said he hasn't even practiced this week yet, so that doesn't make me feel good about that. Shug Fraser was practicing, but Darren Roseborough, I thought played well at defensive tackle. Yeah, and um, so I'm sure he'll get some more run there. But Seisha's way too good. Right. Um, Wake Forest is a good program. Uh, Dave Clawson's done a good job, but uh, it's a young team this year, and um, you know they lost their quarterback. And uh, they've had a lot. They had a lot of a r- lot of really good defenses recently, and this year is not one of those years. Plus, with a freshman quarterback, you know, there you are. So, state. We both think state should win uh, big. State did win big last night in basketball, 105 to 55. I was talking to somebody before the game, and he was like, "Over under 50." I was like, "50 what?" And he was like, "We're gonna beat him by 50." I was like, "No, no, we're not gonna beat him by 50. No chance." And then, lo and behold, State wins the second half by the 40. And st- yeah, State and puts the up the 50. most points in a half, second half last night, 65. was just shooting the ball at such a high percentage. I think everything was going in. And they seemed to wear out Mount St. Mary's really fast there in the second half because they, they had good intensity in the first half. They were keeping up and playing good defense and getting stops, yeah. and they were all fired up, and it was like seven points. And then they was State wins the locker room only up 10. So, I mean – I, to me, I thought the first half was really 
State didn't look great and um, looked a little rusty. Wasn't shooting the ball well, where I thought Mount St. Mary's was shooting the ball pretty well. Right. And then State was still up by 10, and then you switched that. State started shooting well, Mount St. Mary's didn't, and there you go. So um, I don't know if you heard this. The guy, the Mount St. Mary's guy, I don't know his name, but excuse me. He uh, he hit like an and one, and then he started yelling like, you can't guard me. Did, did you see that? Was it at the end of the game? It was like second half. I think the game was like – State was only up by – it was a pretty close game at this well, point. Well, I probably saw it, but just don't remember it. So He was yelling, you can't guard me at everybody. I looked up at the scoreboard, and he had like 20 points. I was like, all right, well, your team's down by like 15. And then the next time down the floor, the guy did not even hit the rim when he shot a three. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then I don't think he scored the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, Mount St. Mary's wasn't very good. No. And uh, I thought State showed – yeah, it's tough because they Mount St. Mary's is not good at all. They right. have no returning experience, uh, basically, and so I don't want to really jump to any conclusions or anything. But I like this team, and they showed good balance. The question to me is going to be the shooting, right? And we talked about this last week. The shooting worries me. Where without Braxton Beverly, who is going to hit down hit the three consistently? Last night it was Torn Dorn and Markel Johnson. Who's going to hit it? Who's going to hit those shots next game? Right. So, you know, C.J. Bryce and Devin Daniels, I think those guys can keep defenses honest. Um, but State's going to see a lot of zone, um, and at some point somebody's going to have to start hitting shots before Braxton gets yeah, back. Yeah, State seemed way too hesitant to me once they finally penetrated the zone, either to the foul line or to the baseline, the open areas against the zone, to just pass it straight back out to the three-point line instead of turning and facing yeah. and even looking for a pass closer to the basket or maybe even putting up a 10-, 15-foot jump shot. So. When they did get it inside, it either came out really fast or I don't even know what they did with it. But yeah. sometimes they just passed it around the outside and everyone was like, well, got to go eventually because we know you're not going to shoot 23-pointers yeah. like Duke a game. So. I mean, that's the that's what you do against the zone defense, though. That's just always how it goes. Um, but, I mean, State was, what, 9 for 21 or something from 3? So 10 for 22. 10 for 22. So it wasn't bad. No. Um, I don't expect that to happen every game, though. No. So, um, but, I mean, f uh, 10 threes, that's 30 points. So you still scored 75 points other than that, which is good, you know, shooting inside. I thought th it's just such a balanced team. Like, I was thinking about this last night. State, last year, you had a bunch of guys who were good at scoring. Like, Sam Hunt could shoot. Al Freeman could score. Uh, Braxton Beverly could shoot. Omir at seven was really talented offensively. But there was nobody who were like, yeah, that guy's a really good rebounder. Right. Or that guy can play some defense. Or that guy does a lot of different things for you. And I think that's the difference between this year's team and last year's team is this team has so much balance and they have so many guys who do so many different things. Like Eric, Lo Eric Lockett and Wyatt Walker, both grad transfers, they go out there and they're not even looking to score. They're just out there trying to help a team grab a rebound, right. make a good pass get a stop defensively. State didn't have those guys last year. That's right. So, um, you know, and I mean the goal for the goal for Keats' system is to have a, you know, like an Eric Lockett who does everything and, you know, you want somebody who can do that and shoot like Sam Hunt. Those ties are those guys are tough to come by. You know, those are the five stars that are one and done to the NBA, but you know, maybe those guys will be in the system one day. I don't know, but 
I like this team. They're balanced. They they do a lot of things well, and there's a lot of athleticism. Um, I can't remember the last time State won a game by 50, though. No, I definitely can't remember. I've only I know I've only watched them play once, but I thought for their first time playing together, with only three returners and one of them's not even playing, so really only two returners, they seem to play decently well together. Not great because it's the first game. Not yeah. even. No I mean, you could definitely the tell game. there were some chemistry issues. Right. No, I, I don't know, chemistry issues, but they weren't all on the same page. Right. Which your first game, a bunch of guys, you had three guys transferring from other colleges, two guys who sat out, a couple freshmen. Yeah. You know, guys coming from everywhere. So um, This is what this time is for, for them to figure that out right. before they get to some either some tougher non-conference and then come January, the ACC. Mm -hmm. Definitely probably going to be the – most talented basketball yeah, conference again by far. So Right. The Big Ten Challenge is two, three weeks away, I want to say. Um, so, you know, that'll be a road game against Wisconsin. That'll be State's first real test. Right. Um, then a couple of days later, it turned down against Vanderbilt and Miami. So Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got you got some work, some things to figure out against these cupcakes, I guess if you want to call them that, before the uh, – the competition really ramps up. Anything else? I mean, I guess we could talk about football a little more, but I know I didn't have a whole lot more to add. Now, State's run defense, I just thought, we'll throw that out there, was really, oh, it was really phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. So. And, and you know what makes me so mad is everybody wants to complain about the pass defense right. without talking about how good the running defense is. Well, the running defense is so much better than the pass defense That's is right. bad. That it's it's just not fair to those guys. Yeah. And um, State could afford to give up the – just horrendous passing plays and passing yards right. because their run defense was so good. And I, I think James Blackman had like 270 yards passing through the middle of the fourth quarter. And at that point, State's putting in their backups. Right. So, you know, he racked up 150 yards in garbage time or something like that. So how are you – like, yeah. I mean, I guess fans are going to fan. So they're That's always right. going to have something to complain about. But – I was surprised yeah, how right. running defense is unbalanced awesome. state seemed not unbalanced, but like I I don't remember last time state only twenty eight passing attempts and fifty rush attempts. I was surprised yeah. the state ran the ball so well. Yeah. Especially Florida State was a really, really good run deep run right. good against the run. And state started off running the ball well. In the in the mm -hmm. first quarter, Gillespie with the fourth and one run, a couple more, and Ricky Person three touchdowns, two of them two of them on the ground, so uh, that was really good. If they can continue that and take some load off of Finley, I think it'll make it, it – one, the game will go faster. Two, I think the defense is going to play better because they're on the sidelines resting longer. Right. And it'll open things up in the passing game for Harmon and Finley. So the run game looks really good, and then the run defense looked really good. So I don't know if you've seen people talking about this, but people seem to like to – discredit NC State's win against Boston College because A.J. Dillon didn't play? Well, let's not forget. I mean, State was up, what, 29-6 to six or 27? 28-3, I think. It was like 28. I was like, he's not going to score that many points by himself. And then right. they decided to have the mental lapse. So. Right. And the other thing is State played against Syracuse without Ricky Person. So it goes both ways, It goes right? both ways, Except right? it doesn't go both ways, does it? It only goes it, it only goes both ways when you can complain about it. That's right. Or it doesn't go both ways. Um but, yeah, I mean, State wins. You cannot tell me State is not beating Syracuse with Ricky Person. He just makes such a big difference. Right. And you were without Nick McLeod. I think those things even out over the course of the season. Let's not forget, Syracuse only played Clemson close because Trevor Lawrence got right. hurt. So um, you can't – I just I yeah. just wanted to talk about that real quick. It's not worth getting upset about. But yeah, uh -huh. uh, that means I have to get upset about it. Um, 
I feel like I was going to talk about something else. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, State, you just got to take care of business. Right. Every, it's college football. There's going to be mayhem. You know there is. Right. You just have to make sure that you are not a part of it. And against teams like UNC Chapel Hill and ECU, um, those are danger spots. They really are, especially when there's such a big talent gap. Um, yeah, anything else to add? Yeah. We think we both think State wins big tomorrow night. Yeah, big, and then the other three, uh, we'll just go ahead and say if State takes care of business, it should look pretty good for them come December 2nd, so mm-hmm. bowl selection night. Do they really do it on December 2nd? Oh, that's right. They do it after right the championship after, games. Yeah, yeah, the day after so that people can start buying tickets and book hotel rooms and that's plane true. tickets. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's exciting. And um, no matter how much you want to complain about the coaches, remember where State was, what, six years ago with what Tom O'Brien? 2012. Yeah. Beat Florida State and then a couple of weeks later go to Chapel Hill and lose on a heartbreaker. So. Yeah. But – Dave Dorn's got State in a much better spot. Yep. And uh, that's a credit to him. That'll do it for us, unless you have anything else to add. It's been a good week. Keep it going. It has been a good week. Uh, the basketball team does play on Saturday. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that uh, in the football game against Wake Forest uh, next week. So this week we're on Wednesday. We're recording Wednesday because basketball game last night. Uh, so we'll look to get back on either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, next week. Um, but thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.